It's time for Morning Soul Shine with Bridget, a podcast where we interview people who express their stories of triumph. I'm your host, Certified Life and Mindset Coach, Bridget Gibson. Hi, my friend. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I am so good. I'm so happy you're with me tonight. Me too. I'm excited. Yeah, last time we last time we did uh interview, it was um you know what? I may have to close this door. Do you, you hear an echo? I don't. Do I'm you? in my closet. Oh. <laughs> I understand. Closet. <laughs> I understand and I had the door open because I was trying to get as much light as possible in here because it was kind of dark. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So last year we did an interview and it was amazing. Because I read your book before we did the interview. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. It's a lot. Yeah, it, it was a lot. And it was like, so I was like, I want to know what else happened. I want to know more. So yeah. thank you so much for coming back to Morning Soul Shine and giving us an update on what's going on. Oh, thank so, you for having me. Do me a favor. Can you share... Um, on your um, broadcast, so that way your let me see. Did you do it already? Um, uh, I'm gonna try to. I thought I did, but let me try it again. Yep. Yeah, we have people watching us. Yeah, I know. How are you? I uh. I was thinking about Mother's Day, and I was like, I'm wearing my pink hat. I like it. I like it. <laughs> it was my um, grandmother's favorite color. Oh, and really? I it. it was. And um, it never really was mine. I was more of purple. But I have found, because she passed away two years ago, I have added more pink things into my life. Like, I like that pink. I like this pink. And uh, and I didn't That's realize strange. it. It and is. I yeah, I don't really like pink. But today I just. <laughs> right. I don't either. But I've noticed, you know, I've, I've and I was like, subconsciously. And, uh, and I was like. That's because of my grandmother. So I, I guess I I'll accept so. like, I'm kind of like a red, orange, peach, yeah. you know. Yeah, <laughs> peach, I definitely. Girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on tonight. And guys, let me introduce her properly. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I always get your name messed up, but I'm going to get it right. It's, it's okay. Masha- it's Mashari. It I is right. Yeah, Mashari mm-hmm. and it's such a pretty name. Thank it you. It's beautiful. And Thank it's Mashari Bree, and she is mm-hmm. with us tonight. And she is a mother. She's a daughter. She's a sister. Yeah. But most of all, she's a child of God, and exactly. she is a author. And last year we did her first book. We talked about was the battle for me. And so this time, she's going to introduce us to her new, her new book. But you know what? We may need to go back a little bit to your first book, because I'm sure some people haven't heard your story. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't mind sharing with us a little bit and 
just Ooh, jump in and talk to us about whatever you want to talk to us about. Okay. Um, so as you stated, the first book is The Battle for Me. And so for those that don't know, uh, that deals with uh, my domestic violence uh, situation. Um, was married uh, previously. And so it's kind of uh, the main questions that most people always ask is, you know, how'd you meet? Why'd you stay? How'd you get out of it? <laughs> and so I, I kind of deep dive into into that mainly, but I also introduced in telling the story um, of that, I introduced the trauma, the childhood trauma that I went through. Um, so sexual abuse, molestation, rape, um, eating disorders, low self-esteem, bullying. I tell people, you name it, I've probably gone through it, um, except for hard drugs and a long bout of homelessness. Um, those are the only two things Thank that God. I do. Thank you, God. And so coming out of, you know, the story of, of you know, how, how I left my husband when the marriage dissolved, um, and then, you know, getting free from that physically, but mm-hmm. yet still having emotional, spiritual uh, trauma. I was still bound mm-hmm. in those areas. So while mm-hmm. physically I was free, but now I had to deal with the inner work of how do I really become free? So A, I don't repeat the cycle um, and, you know, get to a place of accepting what I call like healthy love. Uh, but then also deal with all the trauma that, you know, I thought I had kind of dealt with or had a good handle on and realized mm-hmm. I really And, you know, so many, um, not just women, but men also, because, you know, right now we are watching on live TV, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard story. And yes. it, it gets very uh, sticky and it's confusing. Because yeah. you're looking at a marriage, you're looking at yeah. two people who were, um, you know, in a relationship for a long time, and yeah. you really don't know really what happened because there's abuse and then there's reactive abuse. The True. other person reacting to the abuse that they're receiving. So yeah. um, can you talk a little bit about reactive abuse? Because I think sometimes people think, well, we're just toxic. We both hurt each other. But I think there's more to the story than that. So can yeah. you talk about um, being in a relationship and actually, um, you know, trying to survive in a relationship that that can be abusive? Um, you know, that, like you said, has so much to it. And I think that um, I saw some, some posts and things going around about that situation. And what kind of gets me is, is that there are some people that are willing to just hang their hat on the fact that he was the abuser. Um, mm-hmm. And it brings to light that we don't really like to look as men as being abused. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's a lot of he say, she say going on. There's a lot of things we can speculate on. Um, but if he is, in fact, the one being abused, it, it seems as if we don't want to accept that. And so even with the reactive abuse, um, if you're in quote unquote, I won't say quote unquote, if you're in love with someone, you think you're in love with someone and you're mm-hmm. in a relationship um, and, you know, it it turns abusive in any type of way, then a lot of times we can react to that. Uh, mm-hmm. as a way of trying to still make it work. 
because, you know, the, the main question with abusive relationship, well, why did you stay? Why did you stay mm -hmm. so long? Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people don't realize is because that they love that person or they think that that's what love is for them. Exactly. And so it's like, well, I just got to fight it out a little bit longer. I can change them or they'll get better. Or it's not always like this. Mm -hmm. You know, there are periods where it's good. Um, and you get all the love and the gifts and, and the, excuse me, and the this. Um, and then, of course, when it goes bad. And so, mm -hmm. you know, when someone is beating you, mm -hmm. your first reaction is to defend yourself any kind of way that you can. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like I'm punching back. I'm hitting yeah. back. You know, you're not just laying there and taking it. And then, you know, your fight or flight gets in where if you're in the relationship long enough, you kind of know when those triggers. So you kind of know, like, if their voice goes up a little mm -hmm. bit, kind of come in. And so you're already on edge, like, point. It's like, and swinging. Let me have something. Let me get what I can um, to just kind of really fend myself, fend, you know, fend for myself until I can either get away, lock in a room, leave, or maybe get them to just calm down. And it, it can make the situation worse. Um, and so for, you know, some people don't really believe in reactive um, mm -hmm. abuse, um, but uh, victims will sometimes tend to take power where they can. And mm -hmm. so if you can, you can physically whoop me, uh, but my mouth may cut you to shreds. Mm -hmm. so, so it's kind of like uh it's it becomes very toxic because it, right. when it that can person be. reacts with the mouth then the person with the physical violence then they react in the physical way because of what's being said to them physical way um they can do the same emotionally they'll shut down shut mm -hmm. you off financially they may do that, um, you know, well, okay, you're not getting any money, you know, you don't have access to the money, I'm not doing this, you can't do that anymore. Um, it, you'd be surprised at what victims will do to survive. Um, and I think that's the whole issue that everyone just leave, just leave, just leave. And sometimes, like I said, if there's financial abuse involved, that makes it even harder to leave. If you don't have full access to the money, they may have your you know birth certificates and people are like, oh you can mm -hmm. just get a new one to checking accounts sometimes it's not that easy mm -hmm. especially if there are children involved they may be holding certain information the social security card for the children mm -hmm. things such as that like we we just don't ever want to believe like in this mm -hmm. day and age some people can be so you know reliant or dependent um and then of course the you know especially with what's coming mm -hmm. out of this pandemic where mm -hmm. there was really nowhere to go. There was really kind of nothing you could really do. You're just now, you, you know, people working from home and losing their jobs. Mm -hmm. and so there's no relief. So it, it becomes like, okay, look, <laughs> you know, until you, yeah. until enough yeah. is enough, then, you know, like I said, cause they always, you know, you always kind of picture, you know, them just cowering down. And there are mm -hmm. a lot of times we do when, when we may not, you know, victims may not always just be mm -hmm. popping off at the, at, you know, at the mouth and all the other, but they're, it's so varied. So every mm -hmm. situation is so different. So this is always kind of similar, but there's always outliers, mm -hmm. you know, each situation is so different. You just never, you know, can talk to, but like for me, when he was, when he was beating me down, um, I was not necessarily just sitting there taking it. I was trying to get mixed in. I was trying to do whatever. Uh, there so was you were trying time. to save your life. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because there was one time um, things we, he was fussing about something and I was working on my computer. I think this is in the book. And I immediately went and got a knife. I was like, he going he gonna to do something. I'm going to be ready tonight. So you were and scared. He, and he came at me. He said he wasn't coming at me like that. He might not have been. But all I know is I was slashing. And he got his hand up and was trying to subdue me. And I was just slashing. And he had to go to the emergency room. And he actually had to get stitches um, on two, three fingers. Almost lost his thumb. And i never forget because I had to drive him. Because at first he was okay. And then he kind of got woozy. And I was like, you wow. better not go in there and you better not tell him I did it because otherwise it's going to be on. I'm going to tell him I was fighting for my life. And, you know, and everybody was like, that's crazy. And I was like, but in that moment, I had power. In that moment. And didn't worry about after the fact and, you know, what can happen. But in that moment, and I was like, mm -hmm. You better not, you know, you better not say nothing. And he didn't. He went in and said he was trying to break up a fight at the club. <laughs> he got it, and we went on home. And the funny thing is he laughed about it. Even to this day, uh, we, you know, he laughed about it and was like, wow, I didn't, I guess you got a little bit of something in you. Uh, now, the next time I got beat down, I, I didn't get to nothing. He made sure I didn't get to nothing. And so that was the one time. So they would be like, so now you're an abuser. Well, no, I was... I was in a fight or flight. I, I was like, listen, not today. Not today. But And I still didn't leave him for 10 years after that. So go I'm sorry. You know, um, and, and we're talking tonight and we're, you know, we're thinking back on, on you know, your, your history. And you can mm -hmm. look back now at it and you can say, oh, my gosh, you know. Yeah. But there are people that are watching us tonight who are living in that situation right now. And I yeah. know that you are an advocate um, yeah. for domestic violence um, victims yeah. and you're an advocate. So can you tell us about, you know, what are you doing, um, your work as an advocate? What do you do? So um, now I'm mainly through the book, through talking and speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. My schedule doesn't allow me to get with our crisis services um, as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. um, but before I used to work helpline um, mm -hmm. and it was, and it's a local number, it has an 800 number, but it was for our county. Mm -hmm. And so not only did we take, you know, domestic violence calls, uh, we took mental health calls, mm -hmm. we answered the suicide hotline. So, you know, people could call, it was a safe space. Mm -hmm. You know, if you just needed to talk to someone, if you were, if you needed a place to go, if you were ready mm -hmm. for that night, you didn't feel safe, mm -hmm. you would try to get you to safety. Uh, then, uh, and sometimes just be a listening ear, even if you weren't just be like, hey, we're here. And when you're ready, we're ready. Um, I also was a DB responder. And so okay. we actually rode with the police officers um, and we would take, we rode on every call, but specifically we would be the first to take the DB calls that okay. would come in. So then, you know, because while the police are trying to just, you know, diffuse the situation, mm -hmm. figure out if someone's going to jail or not, we're doing more victim work. Like, are you okay? What happens? Because we know what happens after this. Because mm -hmm. they, you know, may or may not, you know, like, I don't want to press charges. I don't, they don't want the uh, the abuser to necessarily go to jail because they're concerned what happens when they come mm -hmm. home. So it's like, hey, here's information. If you're ready to go, we can go now. If you're not ready to go, take some information, like take a card, call, mm -hmm. just kind of let them know that they're seen 
that we hear them mm-hmm. um, and, you know, dropping information, not, you know, not that they're looked over with male or female. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like there's no hope, like there's nobody there. There's nothing to do because sometimes they don't know. So we would do that. Um, and I also was a sexual assault, a certified sexual assault um, responder uh, as well. So when sexual assault calls would come in. Um, now I am, I'm finishing my uh, counseling certification, a trauma counselor certification. I'm already, I'm already a member of the American um, Christian Counselors Association um, so that I can better, like really help mm-hmm. people um, in, in those types of situations that have gone through, you know, trauma. Mm-hmm. especially the type of trauma you know that I have yeah. so people you know still reach out to me like hey what can they do what can you know I will talk to anyone um as I can I, w- I will direct them I still talk to the people um I'm in contact with them at crisis services as responders mm-hmm. so you know I'll, I'll talk you through it I'll get you whatever help you need you can call me I tell them all the time you know like if you need somebody you need to just kind of talk like I get it and we're, we're not judgmental for those, like I said, that don't understand it, that have never been through it. If you're in it now, uh, we get it. There's a stigma there. It's a shame there. And we want to take that away. You know, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It doesn't matter if you lasted a couple months or you've been in it for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always, always get out. And we, we help you with planning because sometimes you have to have a plan. You can't just go in the middle of the night sometimes you have to um but if you need to make a plan of how to get away we help with all of that yeah and i'm gonna give the the domestic violence hotline it's 1-800-799-7233 and so that hotline is 24 hours right 24 hours a day seven days a week there's always excuse me someone that is going to answer um that's the national number it also can route um, to where you are locally, like within your county. Most mm-hmm. counties have some kind of shelter, some kind of help, um, but call. There. You can also go to the website. Um, mm-hmm. It's www.ncdv.com.org. And, um, and they always have a very, um, a very quick button to shut it down really yeah. quick. It's like quick exit. So you don't have to like, click. no matter how many screens you got up, that whole website will shut down with one click. And so, you know, if, you, if, you know, your abuser comes in and you don't want them to know that you're looking, um, and there's even text, you can even text now as well. Uh, there are numbers for that. So even like for younger, younger people, um, young adults, um, or even, you know, older adults that, you know, maybe you can't talk, uh, but you can text. And um, somebody will usually respond, you know, like I said, right away, the same way as we do, you know, as, as, as if you call. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's so important that we're talking about this and we're going to we're going to move on to what to do once mm-hmm. you get past the abuse. But there are right. so many people who are living in fear right now who are afraid right. to leave. And right. so we just want to encourage you know, because it's a life or death situation, you know. It can um, be, yes. And it's not all the time the abuser wants to to hurt you or, you know, murder you, but it can be right. an accident, you know. And so right. the best thing is, if possible, is to get out of that situation, you know, not just for right. your safety, but for your children's safety. 
And so there are resources out there where you can reach out and get help. And so if you want to call that number, it's 1-800-799-7233. And then they'll be able to direct you on what you should do. So Mashari, you know, your story was um, just so amazing. The way you told that story, how you went all the way back to your youth, you know, uh, growing up in the church and how you had never left God in your heart. And so, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, and I... I just, you know, that is so amazing, the foundation that you have and just all the different things you have experienced in your life that you knew that God was always there for you. So you want to talk to us about your relationship with God? Oh, um, listen, (laughs) just the thought of it, just, I mean, because he's been just that good to me. He has, he has kept me. Um, but I, I grew up in the church. My mom, uh, you know, raised me in the church mm-hmm. and, um, even like I said, at my lowest of lows, um, I would still go. I was actually a leader in my church. Um, I was over ministries while this was going on and, um, it just was a foundation mm-hmm. for me at first, you know, when I was younger, of course it was my mom, but as I got older, it was like, this is where I run to. When my life is in shambles, when I don't even know what to do, this is where I come. It it was a safe space for me. And, you know, going through because you feel so isolated. So the friends I had that didn't know, because most people don't know, you kind of shut up so much down Mm -hmm. that all I had was God. And, you know, and I say that, you know, my mom would always tell me, you know, I gave you back to God when you were, you know, born. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he gave me a promise that the devil can't kill you and you can't kill yourself. And um, it wasn't until one night he was trying to kill me that that promise really kind of came back and resonated. And it mm-hmm. became not just my mom's promise, but it was my promise. Um, and the, looking back over the things that have happened you know, illnesses, sicknesses, car wrecks, mm-hmm. all of that, that the Lord really just kind of kept me through. Um, and so for me, it was, he's all I got. Because uh, in my situation, it was all I had. My mama couldn't help me. My parents couldn't help me. I was like, I got these two little babies. I don't know where I'm going to run to. Uh, we're in the middle of a recession. I got a decent job, you know, like to just be on the run. And that now that was a reassurance of God for me. But like I tell anybody, if you got to run, you got to go, then definitely by all means do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but this is how the Lord kind of kept me and it was like, just hold on. Um, and so I saw it kind of play out. And so mm-hmm. he has uh, he has kept me. He keeps me. <laughs> and um, so I tell that that is like my firm foundation. He is my rock. He is my strong tower. Um, that I run to. I don't do life. Uh, I don't see myself doing life without him because I've I've seen him uh, keep me. I've seen him do miracles. I've seen you know I should I should have been dead from birth actually, um, and time and time again he has um, he's kept me. Yeah. So I can go yeah. on and on about the Lord. That's amazing. I have I have witnessed and seen for myself the promises uh, of yes and amen and how and how He has. Um, so I, I know that I probably would not be here um, had it not really been um, 
for literally for the Lord keeping me. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. And that's why we're here tonight. Because we want to give <laughs> yes. God all the honor and all the glory. It yes. goes to him. It goes to him. Thank yes. you for sharing that with us. And you know, this week is Mother's Day. And I know that you have two special little kids. <laughs> and you said they're, they're twins, right? They are. They are 14. They'll be 15 in next month. And uh, they, I always say they are my greatest blessing uh, and probably have, they've saved my life a couple of times, uh, but I probably would not have uh, even attempted or really stayed out of that marriage had it really not been for them and being like, I can choose, you know, I always say I, I chose this life uh, for myself and for me, I could probably handle it, but they don't deserve yeah. this so they choose this um and so they need better but uh they they are something else uh you know, I follow you I follow you on Facebook <laughs> and I saw your daughter she plays is it she is a varsity cheerleader cheerleader okay. um, and my son has just is now into track so <laughs> I'm sure you are busy. That's a very so. Yeah, that's a blessing in all that you've gone through. That God blessed you with two yes. beautiful gifts. That is so amazing. So yeah. now you have your new book that's coming yes. out, and so yes. this this is after right. This is after yep. going through everything that you've gone through. So talk to us about your new book. The new book, The Fight From Within. Um, so I kind of stayed with the same theme because it was still a fight. But now, it, so it picks up where the first book left off. So I'm divorced now. Um, and, you know, still have these, I think they're, they're still toddlers at the time, raising them on my own. And um, kind of began to do a little downward spiral as far as like trying to back into kind of like where it seemed my life kind of stopped when I okay. was like in my 20s younger and mm -hmm. so um and and dealing with depression uh because it was a very stressful time waiting mm -hmm. on to see when I could file the divorce if he mm -hmm. was going to be sentenced and the still the threats hanging over and trying to kind of you know, balance all of that um, at the same time. So, you know, knowing that, you know, now I'm out here, uh, mm -hmm. now what am I going to do? Um, and so, you know, almost slipped back into drinking. People were like, I was like, I told y'all I didn't give it up. I came back to it. <laughs> I was a recovery. Oh, I can't. I can't so so is, is the book out now? It's not out yet. I'm, I'm actually um, <laughs> sending it to the editor. But um, but it just kind of deals with me just having to look myself in the face and using because I was using excuses. Oh, I'm like this because this happened to me and because this happened to me. So I'm a little promiscuous because mm -hmm. I was abused and started so early. I don't know. You know, I was never taught to appreciate it. And I had to look at myself one day and I was like, now, if you can keep saying that you are like this because of this, then you can change. And wow. what? you know, okay, girl, put your big girl panties on. Let's do some work. Um, so therapy, <laughs> more talks with God, and just really looking at mm -hmm. what type of woman do I want to be? Because now it's mm -hmm. up to me. 
you know, what type of mother do I want to be, friend, mm -hmm. daughter, what do I want to show my children, mm -hmm. and what does healthy for me look like? All of this has happened. What are we going to do with it now? You know, are you kind of you you leave off from? And we're not telling because the ones who haven't bought the book need to buy the book. Yes, they, got a bag. <laughs> they need to buy the book and they need to read it. And so yes. that book was the battle for me. Yes, the battle, battle for, for me. me. Uh huh. Yeah, and guys, y'all have to get this book. Yeah, <laughs> y'all got to get that book. Get the um, book. You know, Listen, you know, she was. A, yeah, I always tell people, here's the um. Here's a cheat code. I survive and I win. So, <laughs> you know, people, I want to read about you. And I'm like, I, I, I wrote it as good, well as I could to not take you too deep. <laughs> but, you know, but I but I make it. <laughs> so, you know, she made you know, it. She made it. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but, so, yeah. So, the book. Oh, so she was uh, she was married to um, an influential, let's say, it, put it that way, <laughs> an influential yeah. person in her community. So it was very difficult for her, even with that being said, because there was the status thing that was uh -huh. something that, you know, that kept you in it. But then there was also different other things. So they have to get the book. They got to get the book. They do. They do. Um, yeah, it was, like I said, physical, emotional. There was financial there because I did, you know, kind of rely on him a lot there. So having to stand, there were a lot of things in my name. I had to rebuild my credit. Like, y'all, it was bad. <laughs> and so the new book is, the new book picks up from there. And then how yep. you rebuild or rebuilding at that point. Yeah. The book details how I re how I rebuilt. So okay. how did I become who you see today? You know, a lot healthier, um, stable, um, mm -hmm. good to self, self, <laughs> uh, ready to really accept good love and not just what I, you know, don't think I could do any better or whatever may be thrown at me. Because we'll think sometimes, oh, they don't hit me, um, then this is better. Mm -hmm. And it's that's, but if they're talking to you crazy, <laughs> you know, or emotionally. Yeah, it's breaking you down. You know, and so it was just, it was, and that was years, like mm -hmm. years. It was years that took me to be like, okay, what do I, you know, who am I? What do I like? What do I want? What am mm -hmm. I looking for? You know, there were men that would try to date me. I'm like, you don't want to date me. <laughs> like, not now. Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. Um, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not in a place where that's mm -hmm. even a focus of mine um, right now. So, because I'm trust me, I, I'm gonna break your heart. <laughs> I, I because I'm 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 not ready. I'm really not there. I was really just kind of focused. I was like, mm -hmm. God, let's work on me. Let's work on some of these, you know, promises that you've made to me that I'm waiting to see. Because even through all of that, I could still see, like I said, even blessings within my life. Um, and I was like, because it's got to get better than this. I know you didn't save me for this. So, you know, how do I, how do I pull myself out of this? And so how did I, you know, like I said, how did I do that? How did I become to the point where I could talk about it, put it out there? Put a put it in a book, not just. I know. Not, I know. 
you know, before, but now to really stand and put it out there and really deal with, you know, forgiveness of those who, you know, hurt me and did some of the unimaginable to move forward. Now, how, how difficult was it for you to forgive yourself? That was the hardest. That was the hardest. Um, I'd forgiven just about everybody I needed to. Um, but me, I just, especially when it came to what I put my kids through. Um, so Is it because you're thinking to yourself, I knew I, I should have known better? Is that what you were thinking? Yes. I was like, how did you let this, how did you end up? Like, I, you, you could be on the Jerry Spring show. Like, how did you <laughs> let your life spiral so far out of control to this point? Um, you know, like making these choices. Because I was just like, you know, I wasn't the I wasn't the best child growing, you know, person growing up, but I wasn't kind of the worst either. And so it's just like if you look on the outside looking in, you know, grew up middle class, mm-hmm. both parents were in the household. That I mean, not that it makes me any better than anybody, but it just kind of seemed, you know, like yeah. everybody you got your head on straight, you had a scholarship to college. Like like girl, what like him well, you fell you fell in love. Yeah. And that's what I tell the wrong people. person. Yeah, just with right. the wrong person. And so for me it was it was I'm I am always, always the hardest on me than anybody else. I've always, you know, I don't know where it kind of came from, but I've always kind of been that way. Should have said that, should have did this. Why didn't you do that? Um and I think part of it is probably just from trauma. And um, so it was it was very hard. And I, you know, I've even had to ask my children, you know, like, you got to forgive me. Um, you know, I, I do the best. I'm doing the best that I think for mm-hmm. you that I can. Um, you know, if I had to have the, some of those ugly truth conversations of what yeah. happened and how they got here and all of that for the level that they can understand. And we'll have more talks as mm-hmm. they get older and understand. Um and, you know, what keeps me is that I know that I know that God forgives me. And that was hard. It was hard to not because the devil will hold it over your head. Mm-hmm. Hold it over your head and look how he did this. And I just have to constantly just remind myself that God, Jesus died for that too. <laughs> amazing grace. God's amazing grace. Um, right. I don't live in condemnation and I was condemning myself. I live under conviction, but I don't live under mm-hmm. condemnation. Yes. Yes. And so you have an amazing story and we're so glad that you're here to talk about it, you know, and God is blessing you so much. And I'm so yeah. proud of you. I'm so Thank proud you. of you. Thank and you. so what's next for Mashari Brew? Um, getting this book published. Um, I've got some um billboards dropping soon and okay i see the billboard in atlanta okay so it was up like on the big screen and peach tree uh-huh okay that one okay. Ran. yep i got that one um so i've got my article with scars of survival um that magazine cover should finally be coming to print soon um some more speaking engagements are coming and um, I really kind of, I'm thinking I've already got the idea possibly of, a, of another book. Um, I really kind of want to talk about forgiveness and co-parenting. Wow. Uh, co-parent. Oh. <laughs> the person that 
that you know that yeah. has done you wrong <laughs> that has abused you, know, you even in, even in this interview you did mention you know that y'all <laughs> talk so oh my mm -hmm. gosh so that's going to bring us the the new book is going to bring us to where y'all are now yeah it, okay. it, it does kind of bring us, <laughs> it brings us pretty close to that um and so and then like i said that that may be another book i don't know maybe i'll just I don't know if I want to just maybe do some lives with it or kind of talk about it, but I think it's something we don't, that I haven't really seen a lot of people talk about. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, but I know I can't be the only person, you know, that is going through this or, or is having to deal with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so how do you, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of, how do you, how do you deal with that? Um, so that's kind of, um, you know, something, uh, that that I'm kind of toiling with, like, like, okay. oh, I another book. you know, Lord, like, I was like, I was like, Lord, I got another book in me right now. It, yeah, I actually, I actually do, I actually might. So, um, so you know, kind of looking at that, and um, like, okay, let's see. But um, the main thing I do want to do is finish though. My um, my counseling certification. So my goal, mm -hmm. I've got. I want to do it before for my birthday. I turned forty five this year. That's what's oh, coming. Oh wow! <laughs> so, um, you know, so so yeah, just um, and really just probably start to, like I said, kind of get out a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. like I said, speaking might throw a conference. So you know. <laughs> Yeah, you, know. yes. <laughs> you got You're such like, a great author. I'm serious, y'all. Oh, when I, I mean, I read that book, I was like, oh, it was, it was, it had everything in it. It was suspenseful. Yeah. It was, it was everything. Yeah, I, I really would like to um, venture into into fiction. Um, oh, okay. writing and based loosely on my life I think I could I could kind of do that <laughs> um, and then um, you know even I'm gonna put it out here because if somebody's watching and they want to help I would love to turn it into um, a screenplay or a, sh or a movie oh so, yeah everybody oh, says yeah. I should and I was like hey. I think you should too <laughs> you, you never know, girl. You never right. know. Right. So that's say, ask for it. No. Ask for it. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I really, so, really appreciate you being here and happy Mother's Day to you, beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for checking in on me. I am just as proud and happy for all the things and the blessings that are coming your way as well so well, thank, thank you, you. so thank you i'm so excited i'm I excited too about what god is doing in your life and you know we just talked in october and here we are now and you're like yeah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like things yeah, are things yeah god a restore he restores our youth you know Things that we yes. thought we were never gonna do, God is giving yes. it all back to you, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It it has, like I said, it is that life is a journey, um, and it's it, I'm still on it, um, but where I am now along the journey um, is definitely been 
fought for hard and I'm just kind of been trying to enjoy it, not trying to move too fast, you know, but kind of just enjoying where I am. Cause I, like I said, I'm so hard on myself. I'm like, you come a long way. You've done pretty good, you know, and really, yeah, really good. Time, if you think about it. So I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just enjoying. It. I'm just, I'm grateful. That's probably the best way I can say. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm truly grateful because I know that it's not anything in my own strength. Because yeah. in my own strength, I probably would have given up uh, many times over yeah. a long time ago. But you know, with him and through him, um, so I am just so grateful. So Amen. Grateful. So tell us how we can follow you and how we can get in touch with you. Uh, you can follow me on social media, uh, Mashari Parks. Um, you can put that in all social media. I'll come up or Mashari Bree. Um, that's my actual my writer name, my author okay. name. I am on Facebook. I am on Instagram. Uh, I'm on. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, the best place to find me too is um, my website www.masharibree m s h a i r i b r e e all one dot com. You can definitely reach me there um, as well. My book is available on my website, but it is also available on Amazon. You just do a search for the battle for me, for Mashari Bree, and it will come up. Um, it's a survivor story. That's the, the little tagline there. Um, but yeah, follow me. Um, like I said, my business page on Facebook, Mashari Bree, M S H A I R I B R E. So you get that, you're going to get me anywhere. Um, like I said, Instagram, TikTok. So yeah. Yay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on Morning Soul Shine with Bridget. Thank you. For Thank you. Okay. Right. Well, we're going to talk. As soon as you get that book released, you're going to come back and talk to us. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Well, okay. I, 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 I was waiting. As soon as I get that uh, the cover, I'll make sure I drop, I'll drop it to you first. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Love you. Love you so much. Thank okay. you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.